Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 123, What is Your Next Target? I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Dustin as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing uh, very well. It's uh, it's good to be here. Well, it's, I'm glad to have you. I was just telling Dustin before this episode started that yesterday, or when I recorded this yesterday, I recorded a Justin. Today is a Dustin, the man, the man right here. Tomorrow is another Dustin, and then Saturday is another Justin. So it's the Stins. <laughs> four day week <laughs> but today it's not about the other tins it's all about this dustin that was like a tongue twister and uh, before we jump into the topic of archery i'm sure the audience would love to know who is dustin i am uh dustin i am a guy a male he him pronouns uh, i'm 29 years old i currently live i've lived in louisiana my entire life but i currently live in new orleans where i'm studying at tulane university that curiosity will bring you very far. And then that's why I have you here, because my curiosity of your hobby brought you here. Or I, I guess I snagged you. I got you here. Like, hey, you, archery, you want to come? You're like, yeah, sure. Why not? I'll talk to a stranger. <laughs> and here we yeah. are now. And of course, before jumping into the topic even more, I'm sure if you have any social media links or websites or projects that you'd love to share, I'm sure the listeners would love to know about it. Uh, currently, I don't I don't exercise my social media legs as much as I should. I guess I don't really have any links or websites that I would like to uh, give out currently. Sorry. No, no, no need to say sorry. They'll learn more about you during this episode. They don't need to go online. There's already enough people online. We can just keep this to you and me in this conversation. And then people can just listen yeah. to this episode over and over and over again. Hopefully they listen to you more than me. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, today we're going to be talking about the special topic of archery. So how did you get introduced to archery? So, um... Being from Louisiana, I'm a member of the United Home and Nation tribe of uh, southeastern Louisiana. And generally, uh, in the summers, we the tribe hosts a sort of like a gathering. It's like a camp, summer camp type thing for uh, Native youth. I went uh, one summer. It was my first summer going there. I was around 9, 10 years old. And uh, what we basically would do is that we would uh, camp in the uh, the wilderness, like the swamps, and learn about our uh, tribe's heritage, our history, our culture. And uh, we would also have like um, we would do performances, like uh, dances and stuff like that. But we, they would also teach us how to, uh, you know, live off the land, build shelters, you know, that sort of thing. So archery was introduced to us uh, the first day. And uh, I was immediately hooked. Um, I, I basically spent the, the entire day shooting at a target and uh, everyone else would go about doing, uh, you know, the other things, learning how to build uh, shelters out of uh, plants and or uh, learning how to construct blow dart guns. I was just I was just uh, standing there the entire time just shooting the bow. And I could imagine you just standing there and the more you did it, the just you perfected it in a day. Well, not perfected it, but you got a lot better within that time doing it. I got a lot more consistent at hitting the target, definitely. Um, I wasn't so much worried about hitting the bullseyes because I, I knew there was a learning curve because it was like being young and pulling back that bow over so many times, you start, you, you get a little tired, you know? So I, I knew that I had, uh, I knew that I had to continue practicing. So, uh, but once I picked it up and, uh, shot my first arrow, I was immediately hooked. No, I could be wrong, but I would imagine you used more of a traditional bone arrow. And nowadays, there's more modern ones made out of more high-tech materials. So do you prefer using more traditional bow arrows or more modern ones? 
Yeah, when when they introduced it to us, uh, we had long bows constructed out of uh, the traditional style. Currently, I I do enjoy practicing or shooting with uh, recurve bows. Those are my preferred instruments. But I do I do uh, shoot a long bow from time to time, and um, compound bows. Not really. If I'm not hunting, I don't really I don't generally use a compound bow. Okay, and do you still own your first bow, or are you? It just broke out of the pure pressure of you just pulling it over and over again until it just snapped. Uh, yeah, I would definitely like um, like a child wears out shoes. I would I would wear <laughs> out uh, bows definitely. Um, I don't think I have any of my bows uh, from when I was a childhood. Partly because they break, and partly because a lot of my possessions got flooded during hurricane season. So um, it's it, it's a bit tough holding onto those kind of materials. Yeah, I could imagine. And have you ever decided to make your own bow or even arrows? I have. I have. There is a... Can I plug someone? I'm not affiliated with him at all. You can plug whoever you want. This is your episode. You can say absolutely anything at all. Cool, cool. Um, Doing YouTube research, I would. I came across a guy by the name of Backyard Boyer. Uh, Backyard Boyer, B-O-W-Y-E-R. And he's um he is a Polynesian fellow from Hawaii. And he would give he gives instructional videos on how to construct uh, recurve bows or any kind of bows, really, from PVC pipe. So um, when I learned that I could make my own recurve bows, I I I got all the necessary materials and and I've been constructing recurve bows out of PVC pipe ever since. That is so cool. I love the creativity. Like, you know what? PCV pipes, you know, they're useful for actual house stuff but why not make a bow out of it that's that's pretty cool and on that note have it has it made you like expand your mind like what else could i make a bow or arrows out of i guess so like i i would try to use different materials it is just the trial and error of it i was i was never a patient person i always wanted what i made to be functional at the time that i'm finished making it when using different materials you don't get that kind of thing you it's trial and error so what I generally do is that I stick to the the materials and the processes that I know work. So I, I generally don't experiment too much outside the realm of where my comforts are. I plan on uh, once uh, once quarantine lifts, I want to go out into the woods and um, actually try and construct my own uh, longbow traditional style from a uh, from wood. Man, I can imagine how well that's going to be after you're done. It's just going to be satisfying. It's mm-hmm. just like, yeah. this is my baby. Are you, Actually, speaking of which, do you name your bows? I do. I do not name my inanimate objects. You're like, you know what? They're used for as tools. Don't need a name. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's <laughs> what they are. They're, they're our tools. Yeah. That's completely fair. And for you, what would you say is the best part about archery on a personal and an emotional level? The best part of archery for me is the connection I have to my heritage. My tribe was one of the first to be assimilated into the uh, French culture when uh, the French came and settled Louisiana. So a lot of our language, a lot of our uh, heritage, a lot of our traditions have been lost through that assimilation. And, And archery is one of the few things that we still practice that continues on to this day and um, provides a sort of um, connection with our uh, my ancestors generally. And did you ever teach this to anybody else? I have taught. Uh, I've taught archery to my younger sisters and a couple of um, romantic partners. I love how you just pass on the knowledge, not only within your tribe but also outside. And that's that's the beautiful thing that you just share knowledge with the world, and that's how we get to understand more cultures, more background, the history of the world. I love that. 
Yeah. And on a little side note, what is the furthest distance you've ever hit a target? The furthest distance I've ever hit a target, I probably... I hit a uh, straw bale that was spray painted to be a target around 80 yards. So almost a football field. It was I, I remember hitting it twice and I rem- but I remember losing three times as many arrows trying to hit it. So take that for what you will. But around 80 yards is my most distance target hit. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And I could imagine you just hitting you like, did I hit it? Oh, yeah, I hit it. Cool. Let's do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like when, when when you're when you're aiming at it, you 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 have to aim high, and there's a few seconds of um. Can you hear the? Generally, like you you can hear the tar the arrow hit the target and and, uh, and do that little uh um sound. I, I I forget the technical term, but um yeah, you generally you would wait a couple seconds, and rather than see the arrow, you would hear it. Actually, speaking of which, to hit a target, you would have to try to determine the distance and also the wind comes into play. Now, for you, how long does it usually take you to, well, actually, how long did it take you to actually learn more about the physics of how the wind has an impact on the actual arrow? Uh, not that long, actually. Uh, when they taught when they taught archery to us uh, initially during the summer camp, they didn't go into great detail, but they knew uh, they told us that to be uh, constantly aware of our surroundings because archery, if if not practiced uh, safely, can be quite dangerous. I mean, yeah, I mean, bows were an instrument of war since forever. So um, they also told us about the wind and how to be cautious around it because um, the wind has um, um, naturally can push and pull an arrow. So um, they, they told us to uh, be mindful of that. Uh, when I started getting really into it, like... Um, learning about the archer's paradox and the physics behind the actual the tension and all that other stuff i was probably a freshman in high school i i probably did the majority of my research during that time which was over a decade ago and actually speaking of the topic of research knowing your history and learning the history of archery where do you actually see the future of archery going i see the future of archery going uh i don't really know because before popular media Archery was sort of like a fringe thing. Usually you were uh, taught taught it in high school for a couple of weeks and then it was just dropped. So if you weren't a hunter, you generally don't really interact with that type of sport, you know. But with the avenue of popular media, uh, Legolas from the Lord of the Rings series, Katniss Everdeen from the Hunger Games, archery has really come into the mainstream and it really come into its own. So like for the future of archery, I can see it becoming a more legitimate and more popular uh, competitive sport, definitely. And I don't know if you're for this or against this, but there is another activity transforms kind of like dodgeball mixed with archery called uh, archery tag. And I maybe you're like, that's a cool concept, but or maybe you could be like, you know, this is just watering down something that was once beautiful and traditional what is your take on let's say archery tag like the dodgeball of archery i've never um actually heard of archery tag until you just mentioned (laughs) it but my hot take my initial feelings about it is that if you're trying to have fun with the sport and you're trying to you're not doing it in the sort of disingenuous or unsafe way i generally go on the side of do whatever you feel is fun for you you know what i mean like um archery is not like on some type of pedestal for me where you have to like uh the japanese take archery very very seriously and something like an archery tag it would probably be unheard of in that type of culture but me specifically individually i don't really have a problem with it as long as you're safe 
as long as you take the yeah necessary precaution. Yeah, the, the actual arrows have a giant marshmallow at the end. And uh, yeah, so you don't get hit by an actual arrow, which would not be fun if you're paying to go do dodgeball. I don't think you would like to if play dodgeball. If you put sponges and soak them in paint and wear a white shirt, mm. that could be fun. That could be creative. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I would actually, that'd be really cool. It's kind of like paintball. So you do that in the field because the ones I've tried, I tried archery tag, but it was more indoors, but I would be down to try it out in the fields, soaked in paint. That'd be really cool. Yeah, that would be. Look, you're coming up with a new concept that no one has done before. Look at that. I know, I know. <laughs> trademark Dustin 2020. Yeah, trademark Dustin in this episode right now. So if you heard it here, it's <laughs> Dustin. You got to give Dustin some credit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And for you, how often do you go do archery? When I was at my most sort of focused, I would go at it every day for at least an hour. Currently in quarantine, I don't have much space to work with, but um, the space I do have is sufficient for casual target practice. The only thing is that I have I need to have supplies shipped to me from uh, sellers and um, the quarantine has put a damper on uh, some shipping. So um, currently I don't have the necessary like um, I needed to re up on arrows, target arrows. And I don't have any arrows, so right now I'm kind of like uh, like a duck sitting in you know still water. I, I I can't practice, which is kind of unfortunate. But you know, it's made time for me to pursue other things. I don't know if you've tried this, but have you ever considered, let's say, VR archery? Just like so indoors, when like situations like now where you can't go out and do it, or let's say, you know, I think the Wii used to have it, or the Switch. Have you ever done that? And do you like that or you're against it? I've never had like a VR headset archery, but I have played the archery with the Wii and it's not very sufficient in in, in my eyes. Like uh, for me, archery is like you have to feel tired at the end of it. You know what I mean? Your back has to be sore. You have to be a little sweaty, but you know that you put in like a hard day's practice. You know what I mean? And if with video stuff, there's not that tight. There's not that fulfillment for me. That's completely fair. That's like it will never replace the real thing. Mm-hmm, definitely. And when it comes to the archery aspect, do you just like hitting the target straight on? Or do you like to challenge yourself and add, let's say, through trees or obstacles or little hoops that you want to shoot through? There was a big oak tree in, in my backyard and I was able to uh, set up multiple targets in it because we had a, a, a backdrop. Uh, the, back, the back of our yard was a, a burial mound. So I could safely uh, shoot art, shoot arrows without worrying about hitting anyone. And um, I would do that. I, I, I haven't had uh, the time or, or the, the forte of creating moving targets. So that's something that I would like to work on is be able to um, practice moving targets without having to go out and hunt. So that that could be fun. But yeah, like uh, I would have multiple targets in a, in an oak tree that I would shoot from. I would kind of do the closest I've ever gone to trick shotting would be to try and do the Legolas thing where I'm trying to shoot as fast as possible uh rapid shot out of my quiver that would be uh that would be the closest thing i i probably would have done to a trick shot man i could imagine you'd have to have good hand-eye coordination just to set everything up in that split second like pulling it from your back putting it on (laughs) i have a feeling you dropped a few but i could be wrong uh yeah early (laughs) on definitely i've dropped my fair share of uh fair share of arrows and um the thing is about with archery is you have to be completely consistent. You have to, you know, your arrows, your quiver has to be in the same place every single time. Your anchor point, which is the point where you stop uh, pulling back, has to be consistent every single time. Otherwise, your aim is off. And it, this is a lot of factors that go into being like a good archer. And it's only practice that will make you better. Yeah, definitely. And for you, do you have any inspirations when it comes to the archery world, whether it's somebody from the past or somebody who is alive now? 
not necessarily any inspirations. I uh, I do love the fact. Well, the history of archery is very it's very inspirational. It's very uh, interesting. Uh, one of the most interesting things that I I feel that expresses the advantages and the uh, just the advantages of, of archery in general is I always tell this fact to people like um, in the old West, natives were often preferred having longbows and arrows than having guns. And the reason why is that the, the, the old guns, they took too long to reload. They were inaccurate and they were heavy. Natives were the probably one of the best examples of a culture that was completely devoted to their this specific sport. History has shown that we had uh, world-class archers in almost every single tribe. Um, but that why they would generally choose the bow is that because you can't shoot someone behind cover with a gun, but you can with a bow. What you do is that you you know that uh you, you, I don't know if you've ever done it or you've probably seen it in movies and media, but uh the kids always shoot the bow up high. Mm-hmm. They try to chicken themselves to not running. It's basically the same concept. So if you see uh, a person there that's behind cover. Basically, what they would do is they would angle the bow and shoot it up and the arrow would uh, sail, come down in like a triangular formation to hit the person behind cover. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah no, it makes sense. Like you see that in movies a lot when like a bunch of army men or soldiers shoot a bunch of arrows at the same time on an angle. It kind of goes, I wouldn't necessarily, I guess, I don't know, maybe it's 45 degrees. I don't know the specific angle, but they shoot at an angle and the way it shoots and hits, it can hit behind the target. And you're right. Guns can't do that unless... You're from the movie Wanted. Probably yeah, not. <laughs> unless, yeah, you can curve the bullet. Yeah. yeah. Um, Angelina Jolie call it curving the bullet. But uh, yeah, that's probably like my most inspirational thing about the archery world is that we, they were, there were definitely advantages to being a good archer, despite living in a time where technological advancements were making some of the practices and techniques void. Okay, no, that, that makes complete sense. And for you, do you like participating in competitions or do you prefer doing this more casually i prefer doing it casually me personally i don't want to sort of uh taint the my hobby with the uh with the act of like a different sort of mindset that comes into it i do archery because it's meditative for me you know it's it's calming you know it's me alone i can listen to my music and i could just focus for hours and not be bored competitions I've been to some and there's there's definitely a different energy there. And it's too um, electric for me, like uh, for me to to perform my best. I need to be in a completely serene and calm environment. And competitions don't really generally have that. So you've mentioned music. So what is your go to music when you do archery? I don't have a go to. Generally, I just put on whatever, whatever I I feel like listening to to that day um if i wanted to go into a like sort of deep meditative state i would listen to like um fantasy soundtracks like lord of the rings soundtracks or video game soundtracks legend of zelda that sort of thing if i want to do like um different sort of like uh practicing like if i want to do really fast shots i would put on some more more high tempo music like trap rap or um metal it just depends on what what i feel i I want to do in the day and you're talking about techniques so for you what is your strongest quality is it the strength the actual technique the agility the reading of the area i would say my strongest quality is probably my strength Technique is a close second, but strength is probably my number one. Since doing archery from such a young age, I, I've developed very 
very good back muscles to pull the bow. So the heaviest bow I've ever pulled was like 80 pounds, but I could consistently pull it for a couple of sessions of target practice without being too tired. And that's like um, English longbows. Uh, some of them were crafted to be like a hundred pound pull weight and they qualifications for being um, a commissioned archer are very difficult in were, were very difficult in medieval times. So not only would you have to pull back this 100 pound bow, you would have to be able to shoot a certain number of arrows in a certain number of time and be able to uh, withstand that kind of exercise for long periods. So like battles lasted date lasted days, sometimes a week. You know what I mean? And you you constantly had to pull that that same string back over and over again. So 100 pounds every single time you pull back. Speaking of which, I'm sure there's one side of you that's more comfortable doing it. Are you comfortable doing it on the other side? In other words, using your other hand to pull the uh, the actual string. With uh, when I would shoot English longbows, that it they, they do allow uh, ambidextrous pulls. Recurve bows, not so much. But um if I'm if I'm not pull, if I feel that my uh, my left side is getting too weak, what I would do is I would just mimic the pull motion with sort of a uh, a gym like a cable machine. You build up resistance by going through the same motion, and you just up the weight every time you want to uh, sort of uh, work that work that specific muscle out. And the more you do it, it becomes more muscle memory, and you just get more comfortable, and you build endurance. Which is cool. Exactly. And for you, what was your biggest challenge when you first started archery? Biggest challenge would have to be the uh, money. Uh, good bows are very expensive. And uh, I grew up in a single family household. My mother my mother would ra raise her children alone. So uh, extra money to go towards sort of like a more specialized gear or just a like a better bow in general was generally not there. That was my biggest challenge growing up when I first started archery was being able to afford the equipment. And is that still the same challenge today or do you have a new challenge? I mean, it's I shouldn't spend a lot of my money on on archery stuff, but I do. It's just like any sort of hobby, you know, you you get invested into it. I've generally been very good on buying what buying what I needed at that moment without having to be wasteful. But like with anything, you see something online and you're like, I need to have that. You know, <laughs> I, I don't need a full leather uh, sleeve to protect when I could just have like a simple armband strap. You know what I mean? But it looks cool. And um, I know it'll last me a long time because I take care of my stuff. So, you know, what's the harm in it? I don't have anything to do right now. I'm not working or any. So you know what, man? It's your hobby. It's your money. You can do whatever you want, and as long as it makes you happy, yeah, it's that's the important thing. And I fully support people who are passionate about their hobby. And uh, yeah, that's exactly why I have you here. And for you, a little darker side, but has archery ever stressed you out? So let's say one day you're trying to achieve something, but it just wasn't working out, and it just kept on going wrong. No. Absolutely not. Archery is a de-stressor for me. I can confidently say that I've never walked out of an archery session more stressed than what I was going into it. And the bow never actually broke on you, right? Um, No, I've stabbed the bowstring, but I've never broken a bow. Okay. <laughs> and you never, did you ever hurt yourself while doing archery? I have, I have. If your bow hits the inside of your forearm of your uh, shooting arm, it, it produces a a very, very tough, it's not a rash, but it's like a skin irritation. It's like, uh, it's like peeling your skin off without actually peeling it off. It's very, very painful. But yeah, that, that would, 
the injuries would probably be the most stressful thing for me, but they did, they, they generally didn't bother me. I, I, I took it as a lesson that I needed to learn to be careful next time. Yeah. Yeah. Being careful is always a good thing. And I don't know why my mind went this way, but I just have a very vivid imagination and I could just imagine the, the actual string going across your forearm and forearm and taking off your skin, kind of like a carrot grater. Like it just, and that's just, mm-hmm. that's just mm-hmm. oh, jeez, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Sorry for that dark thought right there for the listeners listening. I'm sure it's not as gruesome as that, but yes, safety first. The sound is definitely worse than the actual injury. It's, yeah. Okay, good. Now I'm vividing, I'm imagining the sound as well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And also, what are some misconceptions about people who do archery? I don't really know. Um, A lot of people that I've spoken to don't really have any misconceptions. They just don't know the ins and outs like archery as a whole is not very difficult to sort of visualize you know it's just a piece of wood you pull back and send another piece of wood into a target i guess some people you, have you ever heard of the uh horse girl archetype let's pretend i haven't <laughs> you haven't okay so girls that are really into horses have sort of some kinds of personality traits that are consistent with every horse girl and I, I've met many horse girls in my time, and I can generally say that it does apply to a lot of the uh, a lot of the girls that would be considered quote unquote horse girls. They're they're kind of like bossy, eccentric, or, or or whatever. It doesn't really matter. But a lot of those same stereotypes are into people who do archery, like um like people assume archers are only in it for hunting or only in it to be competitive when it's not. When it's not the case at all, I guess it would be like uh, that would be a misconception that people who do archery are only in it for, you know, hunting or or competitiveness. And like Dustin said, you could do this casually and still enjoy it. There's a lot of sides of archery. Oh, yeah, definitely. And what has archery taught you in life? Patience. Definitely patience. Archery, the idea of always achieving the perfect shot is that you you have to be completely almost centered in yourself. So you um, the consistency has to always be there for you to be good because you're um, you always want to hit the same spot on the target every single time. Or if you want, uh, if you're hunting for us, for example, um, you, everything about you has to be consistent because if you don't, you place the animal in undue harm. Developing the patience to work on your consistency to the point where you can, when you can definitively know that you are at the best, the peak of your abilities is something that, something that archery has taught me. Now, this might be a really stupid question, probably the stupidest question I've asked in this episode so far. But when I think of archery, and I think a lot of people think of this as well, and I could be wrong, but they think of an arrow splitting an arrow. So on that note, have you ever achieved that? And if so, hopefully this is not an offensive question for me to ask. (laughs) Oh, no, not at all. I have uh, split an arrow a couple of times, actually. They're not always on a bullseye. So that stereotype is uh, kind of uh, out of the window. But yeah, you are more likely to yeah split an arrow uh, the more you... You more the more you do archery, you know, obviously. But um, uh, I remember specifically one time it was during when when our high school was teaching archery to the uh, during PE. Um, I split an arrow on a bullseye, and uh, I that was like one of my most proud moments. It probably is one of my most proud moments of my uh, high school life. I could just imagine the teacher saying, "Well, 
there goes school property. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's awesome. It's like a surreal moment. It's like, did I just do that? Cool. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong, but it feels like you just reached a club, like a level that not a lot of people can reach. Yeah. Yeah, I could <laughs> see that. Because, yeah, it, it, it is a rare thing, even for archers to uh, be able to split an arrow. And um, trying to do it intentionally doesn't really generally work out. You kind of have to just let it flow. Let the wind carry it right into the other arrow. <laughs> mm -hmm. and do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in this hobby if you're if you're interested um i would say try and start as soon as possible the more time you put your practice in the better you'll get and um the more time you'll have to do sort of uh, other things that are archery ad adjacent uh i would say if you if you're wanting to get your kids into archery to start them off young to develop that muscle memory as soon as possible it'll make their time uh practicing really easier as they grow older and um learn uh i would say just do your research learn how to be safe learn how to uh take care of your equipment and you'll you'll i guarantee you you will have I guarantee you at least more than 80% of the time you'll have fun. You know what? Every time I've tried it, I've loved it. I'm not good, but mm -hmm. I love it. And you're talking about doing research. So do you have any sites that you go to gain more information about archery that you would like to share with people? Not any really specific sites. If, if you're... Reddit is a fantastic resource on archery. We, they have a lot of uh, experienced people there that can give you advice on uh, anything from um, what kind of bow you decide on getting to what uh, sort of form of archery you want to get into. I would say Reddit is the and they have a um, they have a website suggestions as well on, on Reddit. So uh, I would say the archery subreddit would be a fantastic uh, place to start. Perfect. I'll put that information below in the description so people can go check that out. And it's through Reddit, uh, Dustin and I met. So see, Reddit is, is a wonderful place with wonderful people like Dustin. Yes. And now for a not so wonderful question, but I, I don't know why I keep doing this at the end of each episode. But do you have any questions for me about ar archery? See, I'm not the expert here, but I always ask this question. <laughs> what were, uh, I, I do have a um, question. What was your sort of um, exposure to archery before, you know, um, sort of trying it out? Uh, my exposure to archery, when I was growing up, I did summer camps, like uh, when you go camping and then they would do archery and some other ones were like sports related. So we did archery. I don't think we did it in high school because apparently they found most sports dangerous. We didn't even have uh, hurdles because it's apparently dangerous. And so didn't do that. I did the archery tag, which is fun. I like watching the archery in the Olympics. So because uh, my wife is South Korean and South Korea is apparently very good at archery when it comes to the yes. Olympics. <laughs> one of the, yeah, so one of the best in the entire world. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever a South Korean archer is like, hits the target or it went, my wife is like, yes, South Korean. I'm like, Okay, I support. <laughs> That's what a husband does. But no, I always found it interesting. And I always love the physics of it. The idea of like, you have to calculate the wind and figure out, okay, well, this is the angle I have to readjust to get it to the target I want to get it. And I don't know, I just love the actual dynamic of it. I love how it's a patience sport. You have to be patient. You can't just shoot. Although we all want to be Legolas. It's, Legolas challenge is yeah. fun, but I would imagine you can't start off by being Legolas. No, <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Yeah. And as much as you would like to try uh, going into that sort of mindset without the proper practice and technique, you, you are more likely to damage yourself or your equipment 
trying to uh, emulate that sort of thing. But it's it's not a bad hero to want to pull you into the sport. I mean, like Legolas is one of the one of the good ones. There's like three that I could think of off the top of my head. Before, if you count uh, Hawkeye, it's Hawkeye, Legolas, Katniss, Everdeen, and Rambo. I would say those four are like the top tier sort of like uh, archetypes that when people see archery or, or think of archery, they think of those people. So another stupid question, but if there was a fight between those four, who would win? Oh, <laughs> uh, um, I would say Legolas has uh, the advantage. He He's an elf. They are canonically stronger and faster than regular humans. And uh, Rambo, Hawkeye, and Katniss Everdeen are all based humans. So I would say Legolas would probably win. Legolas won. Everyone else, zero. Yes, <laughs> zero. Yeah. Feel free to play me in the comments. I, I would love to, to hear your reasoning on why. Your, I would love to hear your audience's reasoning on why that might not be. Well, perfect, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to share this episode and I'll share you the link okay, so you'll have it. And then if people leave comments, you'll be able to see it there. And uh, also on social media, you can look at me on Instagram so you can find me. And then if you, you don't need Instagram to look it up, but you can just find it. I'll send you the link so you can find it. And I will do posts to promote your episode and people will leave comments. And then, yeah, so you can get pumped up of people being interested in archery. Hell yeah. So uh, there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, D Dustin, for coming on and just sharing your passion. And I had such a great time. It was I'm getting pumped up about it right now. I'm like, oh, I'm doing like I'm doing the motion in my hand, but I'm like, no, this is not appropriate. I'm probably doing completely wrong right now, but just go into it, man. <laughs> just definitely just fully and utterly commit. And I, I guarantee you, you won't come out of this this experience regretting anything about it. I've always loved sports that demand accuracy. And one of them that's not necessarily related to archery, but I like pool. Because you have to aim for the pocket and know the dynamics of it. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just pumping myself up. Just see what you did. See what you did. You're, you're a good influence. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. And I, I hope I, uh, I hope I've inspired other others to uh, pick up the hobby as well. Well, I'm sure you will right after this episode ends. Absolutely. Or even at the beginning of the episode, people are like, oh, archery, I'm in. Dustin, yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> in. So, uh, yeah, if you guys want to learn more about archery, you should go check out that subreddit, Dustin Required. Not Required, Requested. Not Requested recommended that's the word dustin recommended and it's going to be helpful the community is usually friendly and this is where dustin and i met on reddit so yeah you got nothing to lose just go on and if you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all you could send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com and of course if you'd like to show more support i sell merchandise on redbubble and i also have a patreon once again those are only optional so you don't need to do it but it's there if you want to so once again, thank you so much, Dustin. Thank you, Alex, for having me. I, um, this was my first uh, podcast interview ever, and uh, I had a great time. Well, hopefully it's not your last. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, yes. So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care. <laughs>